Welcome back to Official Unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American Johnny Junton. We're here with a very special guest. He is the fourth ranked prospect for the San Francisco Giants and a former 10th overall pick in the MLB draft. Is that good? You tell me. He produces bangers like I'll go and found my way. It is my pleasure to welcome Hunter Bishop to the Official Unofficial podcast. What's up, big dog? How you doing? So, John, thanks for having me on, man. It's a pleasure, man. And like I said, I told your brother, I was like, man, we got to get Hunter on the show. Just I, I'm, I feel like I'm getting close to the family now. If I'm not the godfather of Braden's future child, I'll be heartbroken. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, let's go into it, man. I mean, so obviously I mentioned the algo. I want, let's go into your music career first. Absolute banger of a tune. Everyone's bumping it. It's my workout track. I just benched 255 without it. Like it's nothing, whatever. What made you want to get into music? Because you produce some electric shit. Yeah. So, I mean, for a long time, I played piano. I mean, growing up, my, my mom actually inspired me to get into instrument. Um, and thank God for that. I mean, she was a saint. Um, but yeah, so I played piano for since I was probably four or five years old and just kind of picked that up. Um, never really had any formal lessons, but just, yeah, like I said, picked it up, started learning it. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't until probably a year and a half ago, I started producing music. Um, and I mean, I've, I've been obsessed with it ever since it's, it's a really good hobby to have. Um, I've been, I've been known to say it. A lot of people play video games. I just kind of sit at my computer and, and make some tunes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much all to it, but, uh, I love doing it and it's, it's a, it's a great release from the field and something that I, I have a lot of fun doing. Dude. And honestly, I have to ask this to you. I mean, so when you produce a song, like I said, like I'll go, which is a certified banger, what like the first time you listen to that are you like this is an absolute track like this is gonna get people going uh well i'd be lying to you if i said that uh if i said no but i think every song i make whether it's the worst song you've ever heard in your life or 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 i like i'll go i mean i always when i first hear i'm like oh that's amazing and then it just takes me a while that sometimes i'll sit on it i usually just listen to my car to my files and the ones that like really stick out to me, if I could listen to it a hundred times, I'll know it's pretty good. But if I listen to a couple of times, I'm like this is awful, then I'll just throw it in the can. So, uh, <laughs> it, it kind of and for sure, yeah, that makes sense. But the the biggest thing with that is, is like, are you the type of guy that would walk up to the plate with a Hunter Bishop song bump bumping on the on the speakers, or is that kind of douchey? Well, I mean, there's the good news is there's no rules, but. Uh, I think I'm going to wait for like a super dope feature or maybe like a, like a rapper type hip hop artist to get, to get like on a track. But I mean, this year, my walk-up songs would be higher love by Kygo. So and you, um, met him. you met him, right? I, I did meet Kygo. That was probably the best day of my life. So, <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I don't, I don't plan to go on any walk-up songs that are my tunes yet, but maybe in the near future here. I have a task for you because obviously we've been doing this show for like a year and a half now and we've kind of had the same intro song. It's not that electric. It's okay. It's like a little rock and roll kind of stuff. Not my kind of style. As you can see, I'm an electric dude. I'm a high paced dude. I'm going to task you with making the intro to this pod, whatever you think it should be. Maybe we'll, we'll get a pop in here. You will be the new intro to this, to, to this podcast. We got to get a pop in. That's just my suggestion. Yeah. Hey, I'm all in. I all love right. I love messing around with it, so I'm, I'm all in. Okay, so that, so so next time you hear, it, hopefully, whenever in the next couple of weeks or whatever, we'll have a we'll have a, a Hunter Bishop uh, song going here. Just just get go. the people going. We'll we'll get a fired and stuff. But let's go into Arizona State, man. Obviously, you go to a school 
And and I'll give you a little background here. Being from Canada, when I think of Arizona State, I think of just absolute rockets walking around, just the best-looking females of all time. I think of the number one party school in the country. I think of always warm weather. How easy was it for you to say, you know what, I'm thinking about going to Arizona State. Like, how easy was that decision? Actually, I mean, it's it's a way more intricate story than you think it is uh, because I was actually going to go play football in college, yeah. uh, play wide receiver. And it wasn't, I, I mean, I had some baseball offers, I think Oregon state, uh, Cal, Old Miss, a lot of really dope baseball schools that I passed up um, to go play football. I mean, football was definitely my love and passion before baseball was, uh, but it wasn't until after the area code games, my junior year high school, Junior high school, yeah. That so going into my senior, year, that Tracy Smith, who's the now the head coach at ASU, or was or still is, but was, uh, he called my dad and was like, "Hey, your son's a great football player, but I think he's a major league uh, baseball player." Damn. So uh, I, you know, I was like, "All right, screw it, I'll go check it out." He'd been calling me a good amount, and I mean, I love the guy, thank God. But so I went and checked it out, and man, the rest is history. <laughs> you can't you can't say no to ASU. I and obviously man it must be the easiest job to just be a coach there because you literally bring any recruit to the campus it's legitimately impossible to not say I want to go there when, when you got that campus visit give us a little background I mean what are they doing are they taking you to frat parties or what's going on here like are they showing you the campus because I remember I, we've, we've had stories on this podcast I believe of guys that went to LSU and when they went on their recruiting visit they showed them like the whole nine yards like they were taking them to the sickest frat parties like they were just showing them what it's like to be a student there was it like that at ASU uh no it wasn't like I mean to be honest no but I mean I'll say this I mean I don't think I would want to be the head coach Arizona State man I mean (laughs) it it has its perks but I mean Tracy's under a lot of scrutiny and he's done an unreal job of, of recruiting and bringing in good players but I mean it's it's a tough job it's a tough gig to I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be on at all times. You gotta show, show face. And uh, I mean, he, like I said, he's done a really good job, but it, it's, it's, it's not easy. Um, but he, he's done a, he's done a really good job, but no. So what my visit, I got, I got to, or I got to Tempe. I checked into a hotel with my pops and I checked out the entire baseball facility, which is, I mean, top notch. And then uh, I think I just went out to like a small little gathering. It, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like I experienced when I got to college, um, but it, it was, it was, I think it was just kind of like a deer in the headlights. To be yeah. honest, I had never even partied in high school or done anything. So uh, I showed up and I was like, dude, oh my God, this is what I'm getting myself into. But no, it was, it was a good time and nothing bad happened. So, but no, I, I definitely, I knew what I was getting myself into, but nothing on the visit was like, oh, wow, this is amazing, you know, yeah. so. No, it makes sense. I mean, but I, growing up with a guy like Braden, who's just a super freak of an athlete, he's unbelievably fast. He's just good. At, it seems like he's good. At, he could pick up golf and he'd be nasty at it, or he could pick up whatever. He'd be nasty at it. Yeah. Grow, and he, he mentioned like how competitive you two were growing up. And, and I got to ask you this, just based on your personal experience, did you get Braden a couple times? Like, were you like, listen, I'm the big dog a couple times when you're playing baseball or any, any stuff like that? No, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be totally honest here. He kicked my ass for, <laughs> I'd say 19 and a half years of my, of my life. Yeah. Um, but no, I've gotten him now. So uh, he's, he's, he, like you said, he's, he's an amazing athlete and, I'm really looking forward to, to what he does. I mean, he's not getting an amazing opportunity right now, but I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing him flourish somewhere. 
uh, whether that's with the Mariners or somewhere else, uh, he's he, he deserves a shot because that guy can hit and he can play he can play some defense. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Bray does. Did you see that ball? And for the listeners, that obviously is kind of bad radio because I can't show you guys right now. But he sent me a video a couple of days ago of this ball that he hit. Did you see that? I don't I don't know if he sent it to you. You probably did. I'll give the listeners a little bit of understanding. He got an inside pitch, and I screenshotted the video of him of like him on contact. His back foot is oh is like literally five feet in the air, and he's like, I think I hit this ball four hundred and seventy feet. Did he send that to you? It is no. a bananas video. It is a bananas no, video. No, I mean to be honest, me and him don't even talk about baseball. <laughs> we talk about more. We talk more about life. Um, but no, like I said, that kid, that kid can hit. So. uh he might even have me. We'll see. I guess we'll see in the near future here. We'll see. We'll see. But, dude, and, and this is why I think you and I are going to be guys here is because I saw on your Twitter someone try to chirp Braden saying, like, imagine if he could hit. And you said, but he had, I mean, he's hitting 291 and 1,700 plate appearances. Do you love just kind of jawing back at fans like I do? Because I always say to com- like to listeners of the show or to guests of the show, sorry, that I'm their burner account. So if anyone comes at you, your brother, anyone else, I will put them in a body bag on Twitter so you guys don't get have to get chirped <laughs> by other people. But do you like jawing back at people on Twitter when they come at you or your brother? Uh, no, no. Never, never for me to be honest. Uh, people can think what they want about me. I don't, I don't really care. I know who who I am, and I know what my family thinks of me and my close friends. And I mean, that's really all I care about. But when someone tries to come at my brother, I mean, that's my best friend. And and like yeah. you said, we we grew up together, and he showed me the way. I mean, he showed me he was an amazing mentor. So I mean, when someone tries to come out with an ignorant comment such as that, uh, I just like to spit facts. I mean, I'm never gonna. <laughs> I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna go off on the guy. But I mean, if you can, if you can prove something and, yeah. and it's it's in writing, I mean, damn man, the guy said he can't hit, but I literally just showed him that he hit True. 291 over, like you said, 1700 plate appearances. So uh, before you come at my brother with some with some BS, I mean, you're gonna have to see the facts. So that's you're a really fat all guy. I to do. Yeah, you're a fat guy, and I respect that. So I'm just gonna keep that in the back pocket now. So if anyone comes at your brother, I'm just gonna bring that stat up too. So I'm gonna recycle that stat every time someone tries to chirp about Braden Bishop. I want to just recycle it on Twitter. But I mean, seeing your brother who had success at college and then gets drafted and he's made his big league debut, how how bananas is that? As like a younger brother to just see your older brother, a kid, a guy you grew up with, you're playing MLB the show with, you were just screwing around with his kids, is like a big leaguer and got drafted and all that stuff. How bananas is that to just watch? Well, I mean, it's, it's one thing that, you know, anybody makes their big league debut. It's, it's, I think what I saw is that like, there's like 19,000 or I don't even know what the stat. I think it was yeah. 19,000 big leaguers ever. Uh, so for my brother to be one of those pretty amazing. Um, but I mean, he's my hero, man. He's like I said, he taught me the ways growing up. He, he taught me how to screw my head on straight and stay focused um, and, and the whole nine yards with that. So uh, he's someone I really look up to. And I think I was super proud of him. And I mean, there's it's one thing to make the big leagues and it's another to stay. So, um, I, like I said, I'm really looking forward here in the near future to, to seeing him dominate because I know how talented of a baseball player he is. And it just takes one opportunity, you know. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to watching him ball out. When did you realize, like, your brother's going to be – a really good baseball player for a really long time. I mean, to be honest, it, it wasn't, it wasn't until recently that I was able to reflect back on it. Cause I mean, yeah. everybody could see how everybody could, everybody could see how good he was growing up because he was better than everybody uh, as is every guy in the major leagues. Um, but 
I mean, I, I think it wasn't until recently that I could reflect on the fact of his his determination to, to continue to work because he's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, he doesn't have the most power. Um, but, I mean, really, he has the potential to be a four- to five-school player. Uh, he has power. I've seen him hit home runs, like you just said, very far. He can, he can play defense better than anybody I've ever seen. Uh, he's fast as hell. So, I mean, he – he has all the tools and he has, I think what separates Braden because like I said, he's not, he's not like a, like a, like a meta human. He's not six, five, 220 pounds. He's, he's six, one, maybe 200, 190. Uh, but just his determination to be the best and his, his work ethic off the field and his dedication to the mindset, I think is really what separates Bray. For sure. And I wanted to go into you because if this is, when you were at Arizona State, you kind of had one year, like your junior season, where it's like everyone's kind of turning around talking about Hunter Bishop. Everyone's like, holy shit. You hit 342, which is bananas, which is like I always say to guys that hit that average. That's double what I hit in Juco, 160 <laughs> career average in Juco in Nebraska. <laughs> but when you're hitting 342, how crazy was that year for you? Yeah, it was a good year. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was, it was fun. I, yeah, I, I mean, I can't really take all the credit. Torkelson, backing me up was, was oh, pretty shit. nice yeah, I didn't even think about so that. Yeah. yeah i mean he he he, he kind of got screwed at, although he did hit probably 380 with 300 home runs i mean he <laughs> he uh he probably saw the brunt of the off speed and stuff like that so i was just hitting the fastballs but no it, it was that was an amazing team an amazing year i if i could go back and do probably one year in my life it, it'd probably be that year it was just so it was so much fun everything you know, went just to plan for the team other than, you know, getting to the World Series. But just just a great group of guys. And like I said, amazing year. So it was a lot of fun. I mean, you hit 22 nukes. Like, that's a little bit more than just an amazing – like, that's literally a surreal year. Do you – is there one home run that you hit that I'm going to clip, put on Twitter, that you hit in your college career or in that season where you're like, this ball is potentially 500 feet? Like, did you have <laughs> one ball where it's like, okay, I'm not human right now? Yeah, you know, I gotta give a shout out to my uh, to my friend Jay Johnson over at Arizona. Uh, I probably hit three home <laughs> runs versus them my junior season that were very very far. <laughs> um, we we go me and Jay go back and forth. We joke around about it, um, but every, it seemed every time I faced Arizona, I hit a, a 450 foot plus home run. So um, yeah, I, I, there's probably two or three when we played Arizona that were very far. What's that rivalry like? I, I've, ne I've never watched the Arizona State-Arizona baseball games, but is it like a massive rivalry, like like it being football or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we have, like, I don't know what, how Arizona does it, but we have, like, I think it's called the Territorial Cup, which is they, they take, like, every sport and whoever has the most wins that year. And, okay. and every, they add up all the sports. Whoever has most wins between all the sports gets the Territorial Cup. So I think we had it two out of three years when I was there. Uh, but, no, it's – it's a real rivalry, man. And I think my junior season at a ASU, we played. And Friday night, there had to be like 15,000 fans. I mean, we were 20, 21 and 0, 22 and 0. And that was probably the best, most fun I've ever had playing on a baseball field. Uh, just the, like the electricity and uh, the crowd. And yeah, I mean, you always want to be your rival. So it was, it was, that was always the best series for me. When you're out of a school like Arizona State, man, just give give us a little understanding on like the the background of it. Are are you guys like flying private jets and shit? Like, are you guys just in your own team planes uh, and all that stuff? 
No, no, no. It, it was like Southwest, but okay. That that's what that's what made it fun, man. I mean, like I said, that team that year was so much fun, and I mean, every guy on that team I still talk to, so uh, so much fun. But I wish private jets. I would have been sick. <laughs> I, I, maybe the football team, but not us. Probably, probably the football team. But and what was like the atmosphere for an Arizona State football game? Because I don't think I think that's when you got when Arizona State was starting to get good, correct? Like when you were there, because they weren't that good for a little bit, and they start. Who did they hire? Uh, what's his name? Herm Edwards, uh, right? They hired. Her. So I was, I believe, my junior year was Herm's first season. As okay. the, I, I don't really remember, but no, like my friend, I remember going to games freshman year. Um, it was actually uh, Manny Wilkins was our quarterback, a really good QB, yeah. uh, and we played Texas Tech my freshman year, and Patrick Mahomes was the QB, and I think Holy the score shit. was like sixty-three to fifty-eight or something like that. It was like. <laughs> like a shootout and i remember saying to my my one of my best friends at the time or still is uh connor higgins pitches for the angels i told him dude this qb is unbelievable i didn't know who it was at the time and it was putting up patrick mahomes so uh yeah i asu football games were so much fun i I loved going to those was part of you like watching the games and were you like man i could i could legit play slot receiver right now like i could you put me out there i could run a row i could i could probably compete yeah, I mean, I said I don't like going to the football games because I wanted to be playing. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I my football career is gone. Uh, I, I maybe I could still do it, but uh, I got no plans of playing. So when I was in college, I was like, God, I want to be out there. But I knew the bigger plan. Was there a potential for you to be a guy like kind of Kyler Murray, where you like played? Like, did schools offer you on the table like you could play both, or was it just yeah? Well, yeah. So like, I actually met with Todd Graham. Uh, on that same visit to Arizona State, Todd Graham was the head coach then at ASU. I believe he's at Hawaii now. I don't, yeah. I don't know, but uh, he, I sat down with him and he's like, "Yeah, you can do both if you want." Uh, and I just decided <laughs> to play baseball, but it would have been fun. It would have been a lot of work, um, but no, I, I, I was contemplating it for sure. It's a great. Uh, you got to tape your cap to. I believe Patrick Mahomes actually played baseball at Texas Tech as well for a little bit. I think it not. Yeah, that I don't much. know. So you got to tip your cap to those kind of guys, man, like Kyler Murray and stuff. Because Kyler Murray gets drafted first round NFL, first round MLB. So it just I couldn't even imagine what this guy's life was. Do you think when you're that when you're that busy, like do you think he was just even kind of focusing on school, doing schoolwork when you're a, a first rounder in both? No chance. <laughs> no, no. I mean, no I, I could lie. I could lie and say, yeah, he was all in the books, but I definitely wouldn't be. I mean, I was hardly on the books in baseball, so I probably wouldn't be in both. I love that. I love the. I love that. I don't. I probably. That's probably not the 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 right thing to say to all the <laughs> college kids. But uh, yeah, I definitely had MLB in mind. That's well, for sure. Well, speaking about that, so I got. I, I I always ask this to guys like you that are massive prospects. Is at what point when you were at Arizona State were you like I'm going to be a first round draft pick? Did you kind of have that? Was it obviously? I mean, your junior season speaks for itself. But at what point did you kind of sit back and just you're at home or whatever and be like, man, I. I'm going like I'm going top ten here. Like I'm a first round draft pick. This is crazy. Well, you can ask my dad that question because I told him from my first day I stepped on campus. I'm like, Dad, I'm gonna be a first round because I actually had an opportunity to go to the Padres in the in the supplemental first round out of high school. Holy shit! Uh, and we just couldn't we just couldn't reach a deal. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, my dad would have told. I mean, he told me every day. He's like, All right, you're crazy. Go do it instead of talking about it. He always did, he always did that. But I had a pretty good belief in myself. Uh, I still have a pretty good belief in myself, yeah. but I, I like to, I like to keep it to myself. And, uh, 
and have I mean I like to set big goals man I don't think I don't think any of these superstars out there are setting small goals that are that are just attainable for sure. um so I, I I set some pretty big goals for myself and I, I knew I could do it uh and even in my struggles in my sophomore year I knew I could do it so uh yeah I I I would say for a while I knew it, but it's all about doing it, man. I mean, my dad ain't wrong. You got to go perform. So, um, yeah, it's all about doing it. You all about give, the action. True, man. You got to give credit to your pops, man. I mean, is your dad just like the, the most, like, is he just the goat? I mean, at what point do you produce two, like, major league, oh, well, two future major league guys? Does your dad just kind of walk around like, listen, I'm that guy. Like, that's just me. I got two big league sons. I think he, he thinks it's all him, but <laughs> it's all my mom, man. She was like an Olympic marathon runner. She, Holy she was shit. Yeah, she was a stud. So my dad takes the back seat to her. Uh, <laughs> but nah, my, my dad's a boss. He, I wouldn't be where, where I am without him. So uh, I'm always thankful for him. And he, he's a he's a special dude, but nah, all my mom. I mean, the guy's a legend. And I'll say this. If I was in his shoes and I had two sons that are like show guys, I would be the cockiest human being of all time. Like I, w- I would make sure to bring it up in every single conversation with randoms. Like, yeah, both my kids are in the sh- like going to be in the show. So whatever. But that's kind of, I mean, that's electric. Was your dad the first guy that got you into baseball? Oh yeah. I mean, my dad is <laughs> the guy can never turn baseball off. He's uh, I think he likes baseball more than me and Braden uh, combined, but nah, he, he, the funniest thing is when we would go to the park when I was younger, Braden and him would be hitting and hitting and hitting. I'd be out there frolicking, throwing the football, singing yeah. out there. And I think he, I mean, he, he doesn't say hates it now, but he was like, God, I don't know what this kid's going to do, man. Uh, so it, it's kind of a tale of two different kids. I was, I never even liked baseball until late in high school. Um, so, I mean, he, he would always, yeah. I mean, I'll just say that he, he loves baseball. He loves the game, and he definitely got me into it. So I give all the credit to him. Did you uh, – because obviously Braden, Braden and I talk and stuff. Did, did did you guys – did you live in Toronto with him? Like, did you, like, were you part of that? So I actually lived in Vancouver for, for a long time because my mom got a film, uh, film yeah. producer okay, it was both. job out there. Yeah, it was Toronto, Vancouver. But my brother my brother grew up in Toronto. I, was too, I wasn't born yet, but I grew up in Vancouver. I love – Canada is the best, man. There it is. There it is. I, I And like I said, I don't know if you're wifed up or t- – I'll find you a Canadian girl. We'll get you a dual citizenship. We'll be, we'll be Canadian and American. We'll get it both. So what's your time in, like, Vancouver, man? Because Vancouver's not talked about enough. I honestly think it's one of the nicest parts of North America just based off of scenery, everything, just, like, downtown, all that kind of stuff. So what was your time like in Vancouver? It must have been lit. Yeah, it was a blast. I was young, uh, so I wish I could remember a little bit more. But I'm actually uh, – I don't know if it's, like, going to happen for sure because it might be too late. But one of our coaches for the Giants, our outfield coordinator in the minor leagues, he's Canadian – and he's one of the coaches for the Canadian national team. And I, I've been thinking about playing in the Whoa, Olympics. Oh, wait a minute. For, yeah. Let's go. So, yeah. So my like grandfather has Canadian citizenship. So Let's go. Um, I'm thinking about playing for the national team. If we can get it to work. I'm not, that's no promises or nothing, but I mean, if we can make it work, I'd love to do that, man. It'd be awesome. And I, I I'm, rec- I'm pretty much recruiting guys for team Canada. Cause we had Jamison Tyon on the show. He, his uh, mother, I believe, or his dad, is from Canada. So, I mean, I'm just recruiting a whole, a whole wagon of people here. So, I mean, that'd be electric, dude. You playing for team C. I mean, that would just get me going. First of all, I might have to retire the Jersey behind me. If you play for team Canada, what made <laughs> yeah, you think of that? Cool. By the way, what made you think of that? Like what, what brought that? It was up? actually all him. It was actually all him. The coach, uh, 
Tim Leapert. He was the Blue Jays' first base coach. I know exactly who that is. Yeah, so he had just brought it up to me because I told him I lived in Vancouver for a long time. And, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the rest is history. But I, we'll see if it happens. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a little bit here. But let's hope Let's hope I can no, play for that. That would be sweet. I will, you, you're making me want to run through a brick wall. Like, if you play for <laughs> Team Canada, that team would be a wagon. We have Naylor. We have you. We have JMO. We have all the guys. We're going to be buzzing. Yeah. But And I got to ask you about Leaper, man, because when I think of Leaper, I think of that Blue Jays team, just absolute wagon of a team, Jose Bautista bat flip team. What, what what's he like as a coach? Because he's all apparent. I've heard nothing but good things about that dude, man. Yeah, he's a wacko, man. He's he is <laughs> on it all the time. I, he's one of my favorite guys ever. Uh, he is he is on planet a hundred every single day. <laughs> um, but he is one. Like I said, he's so knowledgeable. He he should be coaching the big leagues right now, man. He is he is amazing. So he's. I mean, he. He's really helped me with my alpha game. Uh, he connected me with Kevin Pilar. I mean, he was probably the best center fielder in the game. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, he he's awesome. I love Lee. Leap's one of my favorites. Dude, he – I love his hair. I just love how he keeps, like, the hair going. It's just – I don't know if he's bald up top. I have no idea because I've never seen him without a hat. But, I mean, do you have any funny stories about him? I mean, every day is something new with that guy. Uh, he, he's just funny. He's funny as hell. Uh, nothing's in sp- uh, specific, but that guy, he gets out like 100 words in 20 seconds. So he's he's freaking hilarious. I mean, that's just Canadians, man. I mean, that guy, he's probably he's seen it all, dude. He's been in the game for so long, and he's coached Baseball Canada for such a long time. So I just yeah. respect the fact that he's a recruiting coordinator. And you want to talk about dedication. The fact that this guy just all of a sudden is like, you lived in Canada, we're getting you on Team C. Yeah. Just, that's, what, that's the guy you want to play for. But it's just let's go into when you get drafted because obviously this is a moment that a lot of kids kind of grow up for. I I dreamed about it, obviously. Couldn't 170 or 160 in JUCO, so it couldn't happen. But when you get drafted 10th overall, what was kind of running through your head? I mean, were you like, uh, were you suspected to go the 10th pick overall? Or was it supposed to be earlier, later? What's going on there? Yeah, I had no idea what to expect. Uh, I knew I was going to be like, you know, a couple days before the draft. I knew I was going to be first round. But I I seen a couple of the mock drafts that said anywhere from 5 to 10, 5 to 15. I didn't really know. Um, but, yeah, I I just let it. I just let it all happen, man. I'm a go with the flow kind of guy. Uh, I knew I was gonna, like I said, gonna be in the first round, but I, I had no idea. Was there tears when you got drafted? Be honest. Was there a little bit of tears from you? No. So, like I said, we had just lost uh, Southern Mississippi. We flew. I flew on like a plane on like four in the morning to uh, from New Orleans to San Diego, and then San Diego to Arizona. Got to my house where I was living at my uncle's uh, house at the time in college, and he had a big old house in Scottsdale, and everybody got I think the draft started two or three and everybody got in at like two and they rushed to my uncle's house and okay yeah so we were all in like the living room my dad was there my high school football coach uh, my girlfriend at the time and then uh just just my whole team so it was it was like I said it's something out of a movie man I I, when I see that video I still get the chills so amazing I'd get the chills I mean was Braden so 
when like Braden was obviously going through the minors at that time, was he kind of telling you like the how much of a grind it is? Because he's kind of like I said, I mean, he you, you like I mean, like you said, he's had seventeen hundred at bats in the minor leagues. He's been through there. I mean, he's a he's a grizzled vet in the minor leagues. Was he kind of telling you like, listen, man, you're gonna be playing in, in Modesto, California, and you're not gonna want to be there, bro. Like, there's gonna be like ten people in the crowd roasting you and all that kind of stuff. Was he kind of preparing you for what 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 minor league life is like? He was actually, I believe he was in the big leagues at the time because he took a picture uh, with the Jumbotron because the Jumbotron was playing the draft at the time. And uh, he he got to take a picture with my picture on the Jumbotron, so that was <laughs> cool. But, no, he definitely he, – he, he had told me for a while how big of a grind the minor leagues is and uh, that it's not always easy. You know, you're in some bad towns and – or some, you know, not bad towns, but you're in some towns where nobody lives and you're in towns where the game is – 32 degrees um so yeah he he told me all about it and, and filled me in and then it has helped me so uh yeah i mean it's it's nothing short of a grind man it's a grind bro i don't know if your brother your brother actually provided one of the funniest sound clips of all time on this show out of not 89 90 episodes whatever we've had he told a story and people listening to this kind of a spoiler alert if you haven't listened to the episode yet he told a story of him i don't know if he told you this in the middle of a game a game got postponed because a fan climbed the light pole with a machete or a gun in their hand in the middle of a minor league game, and the game got suspended. Did he tell you that story? No, I haven't heard it. That's insane that you guys don't talk. I mean, I would that would be the first thing I'd bring up to you. You haven't heard that story? It is bananas. I, I wish there was a video, but he just told me like a story. He told a story where legitimately in the middle of a game, he's looking at the foul or at the light pole, and a fan is climbing the pole with a gun in his hand. That just goes to show minor league baseball, bro. Do you have any fu- do you have any funny stories from your minor league career so far? Man, no. I mean, I've only played half a season in Salem. I got to be yeah. at the alternate site last year, and I'm here at the alternate site now. But uh, no, I mean, I got nothing, man. I... Well, a year and a half, we'll get we'll get some stories out of you for sure. Yeah, what's, the, hope so. what's the alternate site like, by the way? I mean, I, I I believe you guys are just going up against your own pitchers, right? That might that might that, I mean, that must be so repetitive. Yeah, we get to play uh, Oakland like 16 times, I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's, it's, I mean, it's amazing opportunity. Don't get me wrong. I love being here. Uh, just to, to be around upper level guys, man, you're, you're getting these reps, you're getting, uh, you know, you're seeing some pitching that that's been in the big leagues already. So, you know, to get this opportunity is unreal for me. Um, and I'm super thankful, but yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely tough. You're not playing real games. You're, uh, you're living, I'm living in a hotel right now. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's amazing, but yeah, I mean, it's, it definitely gets repetitive. It's a grind, man, because, and I think I talked about this. I'm trying to think if I talked about this with your brother, but I believe your brother's minor league, like the alternate site is so far from everyone else that he's not playing against other teams. Like you are, like you get the opportunity to play against Oakland and his minor league. He's only facing like his own pitchers. Isn't that bananas? Like I, I, I yeah, can't even yeah. imagine that. It's just, it's crazy, man, especially with all this COVID stuff going on and all that. But what about last year's alternate site? Because obviously you guys got to pause and you had like that pretty big break. And then you get yeah. to go to that alternate site. How weird was that for you to be like, man, like I'm going from not playing for a while to legitimately facing big league pitching. Yeah. I mean, same thing. Amazing experience. I, I got to learn and I got to face some great pitching. Uh, but last year was tough, man. I mean, living in a hotel, not playing another team. COVID was like, that was when COVID was at its peak. Yeah. Uh, so I mean couldn't really do anything couldn't go to restaurants couldn't do anything so that was tough I mean but I I, we made the most of it man I mean these guys here are so cool I love the Giants I love the organization they 
they really find a way to make it fun and, and challenging. And, and I mean, I grew as a baseball player and as a person. And so yeah, it's been nothing short of great. What would you say is like the biggest difference that you would see from your college career pitching to like the, this alt site pitching where you're facing guys that have showtime? What's, what would you say is like the biggest thing? The biggest difference? I mean, just stuff. I mean, it, it, I told my dad this the other day. You're in high school. You think college pitchers are unreal. You can't hit them. You get to college. You think minor league pitching is unreal. You get to minor leagues. You think major. It's just it's just a cycle. Um, but, no, these guys are talented, man. They're, they're here for a reason, and uh, they know how to pitch. So you really got to be on your A game. Um, but, yeah, I would just say stuff and, and effectiveness and how they're able to, to spot pitches. You know, in college, they – if they throw a really good changeup or really good slider, odds are they probably aren't going to be able to throw the same exact pitch, but here they are. Um, so like I said, you gotta be really good. Uh, you gotta have a good approach and a good mindset to, or yeah, mindset to hitting. Uh, so yeah, you gotta be better. And when you were, and this is obviously this question is completely off topic, but when you were at Arizona state and it was like you Torkelson back to back, which is I like, that's not talked about enough. That is insane that that was like, that, that was two hitters in a lineup at Arizona state. Were you getting specific like chirps from like opposing teams fans or like were pitchers trying to showboat you if they struck you out or stuff like that? Like, did you kind of guys notice a little target on your and Torkelson's back because you guys are the big dogs and everywhere you went? Uh, it was all Torque, not me. Uh, <laughs> Torque, Torque was the superstar, man. So he, he got the brunt of it. But I mean, yeah, I think pitchers would get super pumped up if they K'd us up or something like that. But like I said, Torque, Torque took the brunt of it. I, I think people was yelling steroids at him and stuff <laughs> like that. So um, Torque, Torque took it like damn man. That guy's that guy's a boss, and uh, he's got a probably one of the best baseball swings I've ever seen. So, but did you was there a moment where you were like watching Torkelson or when you were on base? What was like the most dominant you've ever seen this dude play? Because this guy's stats, like your stats, are bananas. This guy's stats are legitimately insane. Like when I was watching the drop video on him when he got drafted last year, I was like, this dude could legit like lace him up right now for a big league team. So what was a moment you saw Torkelson and you're like, this, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. I can't believe I'm, I'm like, I'm seeing this in person. I mean, I'd have to say his freshman year because we hadn't seen him yet. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, after that, it was just, you expected it. So, I mean, there's, Torque has a lot of pressure on him, man, and he's going to see it as he moves up that, I mean, this guy is, you literally just said it, he, he continues and continues to perform, and he really never has hit that struggle, and a lot of baseball players hit that struggle. I've been in a, I've been in a ton of bad struggles. My brother's been in a ton of bad struggles, and that's just part of playing this game for a long time, and Torque hasn't done that, done that yet. Uh, and I hope he never has to. I hope he freaking plays 30 years in the big <laughs> leagues and hits seven, breaks Barry's record. Um, but I mean, at some point, Torque's going to get to a point where he has to make an adjustment. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I can't say there's been one moment other than Torque's freshman year because we hadn't seen him yet do it at that high level. But I mean, dude, every game you expected it of him. So he, he is, I mean, you hear you, he, he, a one in a generational player. He's that guy. So um, he's, He's something else, man. You know who people don't really realize, like, well, went to Arizona State was Dustin Pedroia. I didn't realize that until I went to go visit Arizona when I was playing in the fall classic, humble brag, whatever, ever heard of it. But, I mean, I heard Dustin, like, I, I saw Dustin Pedroia's, like, numbers retired there and stuff. Did he have any interaction with you guys when you guys were kind of buzzing? Like, was he visiting the school, like, visiting the baseball facilities and stuff? No, I've never met Dustin. Uh, I've heard amazing things about him. Uh, I've met Barry. We, Barry came by one time. 
Uh, Andre Ethier came by one time. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, Trevor Williams. Uh, we I, I, There's too many big layers to remember them all. But, yeah, I mean, Andre is probably the one I remember, and Barry, obviously. Um, and I've got to know Barry a bit from the Giants. So he's he's a stud, obviously. And uh, Andre was really cool. So, I mean, no, the, I never met Dustin. Though. He's I've heard Dustin's a really cool guy. Okay, I, I just so you know, I'm a part of the put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame guy. Like I think Barry of Bonds course. is a Hall of Fame. Right? <laughs> For people that don't think that are just absolute clowns, but yeah, whatever. That's that, that's here and over there. But what is Barry Bonds like in person? Because I've heard stories that he's just like he's like acts as like a mentor to the minor league guys with like hitting and, and instructing and all that kind of stuff. What's like the, a piece of advice that he's given you? Uh, no advice yet. Uh, I've I, I've only had really short and actually Barry. Um, I mean, we hit in the cage last spring training together. Uh, I mean, he's, he's just so knowledgeable, man, that anything says you want to listen because he's literally the best baseball player ever. So, um, <laughs> I mean, anything he says, you listen. But no advice, just cool conversations and stories I've heard about him or from him that were, that were, that were really sweet. Um, but, yeah, just uh, first-class guy. I, I really like Barry. Dude, sometimes when I get bored, like I, I legit just go on YouTube and just watch Barry Bonds highlights. Like there, I think everybody swing, does. Yeah. His, his swing is the most idiotic, unbelievable swing I've ever seen. It's just so smooth, and then he'll just put it into McCovey's Cove or whatever it's called, and it just looks so natural when he does it. That's yeah. like my childhood, though. Like I remember growing up and just seeing like the home run watch, like the Babe Ruth record watch. Every TV station would kind of just pan to wherever he was playing his at bats. It's just insane, man. I mean, when you meet guys like that, are you kind of starstruck? Like, is he the first guy ever you've ever met where you're like, I'm like talking to Barry Bonds right now? I'm not gonna lie, I don't. I, I think I get star. I got starstruck over Kygo more than Barry, and that's nothing short. <laughs> that's nothing short well, to Barry at all, but. I mean, just growing up and, and being around so many amazing baseball players, it, it's just not another guy. Barry's never going to be another guy. But it's just, I mean, hey, it's Barry Bonds. He's the best baseball player to ever live. But I, it was just a, it was just more cool for me and, and a coming to the world moment. Like, wow, I'm here right now. Like, that that was what was so special. But it wasn't that I was so starstruck. Uh, but just just seeing how talented Barry Bonds is and who Barry Bonds is, that was the coolest part. And growing up watching Barry and idolizing him, that was – I mean, so, yeah, I guess you could say starstruck's the yeah. word. Um, but just just an amazing, amazing moment to, to realize, hey, I'm here now, man. Like, this is, this is real. Um, so, yeah, really cool. What was your interaction like with uh, Kygo? Because he's obviously a superstar musician, obviously. He's very popular. What was your interaction with him, and how did you even end up meeting him? How did that go? It was actually just through my agent. Uh, it was a we were at a golf tournament, the golf tournament out in Arizona. That's like a party more than it is a golf tournament. Um, but he was performing that night, and we got to meet you know some really cool people. And just one of our dudes through our agency uh, knew this lady who ran pretty much the entire tournament. And she, I told her, I just kind of thrown it out there. Oh, that guy's my idol, musical idol. And she was like, Oh, we can get you to meet him. And I was like, What? So <laughs> yeah, it was it was that was a cool that was a cool night. At what point do we got to like expect him to wear like a Hunter Bishop jersey on stage? Like, is that, is that coming in soon? I mean, you would probably, I mean, you would cry. Oh my God. I hope, man. I hope <laughs> I become friends with a guy at some point. Um, but no, that's, that would be sick. My, actually, one of my buddies, uh, he's a DJ. He's a pretty big DJ. Their group's called Loud Luxury. Yeah. They're um, from Canada. They're from around yeah, here. They're, Canada, they're from, Canada they're from guys, London. Yeah. 
yeah. And uh, I told him I'm going to get him a jersey, him and Joe, uh, Andrew and Joe. I told Andrew I'm going to get him and Joe a jersey to wear. And he's like, oh, we're wearing on stage 100%. So I'll, I'm going to work on that for sure. That's when you realize you've made it, when you got, like, EDM DJs or, like, rappers wearing your jersey on stage when they're in your city. Like, that's totally. when you're like, I've made it, dude. But Loud Luxury, they're from around here, man. Like, they're from legit, like, 20, 30 minutes away from me. I know exactly. Yeah, I forgot about that. They're Canada guys, yeah. I'm telling you, we produce absolute dynamite artists here in Canada. Justin Bieber, Drake, Loud Luxury, Celine Dion. Yeah. Ever heard of The Weeknd? So, I mean, the we're weekend. buzzing. Don't man. forget The Weeknd, yeah. We're that's buzzing, right. man. We're bu- Who's one feature that you would, like, love to be on one of your tracks? Like, one artist? I think The, the week, the Bieber, probably. I mean, yeah. Bieber's, like, the number one, obviously. I love – he's, like, probably my favorite artist out there other than Kygo. Um, but either The Weeknd or Bieber would be the sickest for sure. And I talked about this last episode. Um, I, I think just like Justin Bieber's album was, is bananas. Like it's such a good album. The one that he just dropped is insane. All all of his tracks are unbelievable. I was always more of because I love music. I was always like, man, you got to appreciate this guy's greatness. Um, but no, I mean, he was a uh, freaking got famous at, like 12 years old or I was 16. I don't really remember. But I mean, when you're that famous, that young, you're going to the the world's kind of a mean place. So um of course, you're going to catch some heat, but uh, yeah, Beebs is the man. What's the worst thing a fan's ever said to you on social media? Like, le- what, what's the funny or the funniest thing? Like, have you been chirped like hilarious? Like, has there some, has someone come at, come at you with a funny chirp before? I mean, maybe just like Bishop sucks. I don't, to be honest, <laughs> I don't even look. I don't know. Um, no one's, no one's been too mean to me yet. I'm sure it's coming. I respect that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure there's been many. Oh, Bishop sucks. He strikes out too much. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure the guy goes through the gauntlet, but I no, I haven't looked yet. Who's one guy in like the the giant system that you've kind of got close with that's in the show right now? And I got to ask you, Stremsky, what's this dude like? Is it is what's your kind of interaction been like with him, or have you ever ever interacted with him before? Yeah, I got to hang with Mike uh, a ton this spring training because um, we were both obviously both outfielders, and we were all in the same group pretty much every day, and. Dude, he's so cool. I mean, we play golf together. He's he's one of my favorite guys on on the entire Giants. Uh, he's he's so not. I mean, he's for for being uh, in the big leagues. I think only two years. I mean, dude, that guy's dominating. Um, but he he's so knowledgeable. He's helped me so much. He's he's gave me some pointers on outfield already. And uh, I I love Mike. Mike is. I mean, Mike's a superstar. Mike's a stud. He's gonna be so good. He's gonna be so good, dude. Oh my god! Like, I, 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 like, there's so many young guys that are obviously just gonna be nasty. He's one of those guys, and obviously he's on the. I don't get to see him that much, just based off the fact that the games are on at like le- legitimately ten o'clock here, so it's kind of yeah. late. But it sucks because he's such. A, he's so good. But I got. I, I talked about this the show uh, before the show with you. You're with Boris. And I see all the Boris packages. You guys get the care packages for Chris. How electric is it to be a part of the Boris court? I mean, that is the biggest big balls, just the most electric agency in all of sports. How cool is it to be a part of the Boris court? Yeah, I mean, Scott's the best, man. He's the best agent. He's the best dude. Anybody who says he's not, they're wrong. I mean, and that's just, um, again, I'm not even going off – I'm not yeah. even, yeah, whatever. I'm not <laughs> even, go, I'm not even, I'm not even going off my interaction with Scott because I've, I've loved every bit of him. But I mean, if you just sit down and listen to this man talk and hear the facts he spits and, and the, and the statistics he has to back up his facts, uh, I mean, dude, he, he, his numbers prove for himself. I mean, he gets the most out of every one of his players. Um, yeah, Scott's the best. Uh, Trevor's, I, nothing against Trevor. I mean, he's, Cy Young winner. He's a stud, but 
I would say he's probably not correct in what he said about Scott. Uh, I don't really, I don't even know what he said about Scott, but if he took anything away from him, I, I don't, I would probably not agree. Uh, cause it's hard to take away from Scott, man. He's, he's the best. Uh, and like I said, his numbers prove it, but, uh, there's a lot of good agents. I just, I love Scott and I love everything he does and everything he's about and the people he he's hired are, I mean, so amazing. So yeah, I love, I love everything about just, it. Dude, just everything about him. Like the fact that you guys, and I, I saw with Bryson last Christmas, you guys get sent like Boris court watches. You guys get these windbreakers. You guys get like this Santa bag with the Boris logo on it. Like legitimately everything he sends you is the most electric shit of all time. Do you kind of catch yourself looking forward to that Boris gift coming on Christmas? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, <laughs> uh, it's great stuff. Um, Scott, 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 like I said, he does everything great. So even the packages are, are, are something to look forward to with him. So he's, I, I really enjoy my time being with Scott. And his office is like is insane. Just the baseballs, it's the most intimidating shit of all time. But when you signed with when you signed with Boris, was that a, was that when you were like, all right, man, like now I got this guy behind me. I'm with Torkelson now. Did, did, did Torkelson play a big part in that also? Like just the fact that he was with him or, or he was with him after you actually. Never mind. No, I actually I didn't know. I knew Torkelson was with Scott. Obviously, uh, I was with a different agent at the time. My brother's agent. Good dudes. Uh, nothing against them at all but I mean I had never really got to pick an agent that I wanted I was just kind of going with the family agent that my brother was with and uh I got to like I said I got to meet with Scott and the rest is history it was, it was hard to turn him down did you get the like have you got the opportunity to kind of like kick it with like harps and stuff like that and just kind of learn from those guys other guys in your agency that are big time names like like JT and Harper and all that uh I have not yet I, I'd love to meet Bryce I'm sure he's an amazing guy uh, I got to talk to Joey Gallo I got close to Cody Bellinger um yeah cody's cody's one of my favorites freaking awesome uh he's funny as hell but i uh, haven't joey gallo cody are probably two guys that that i've got to talk to a lot that are that are grade a guys so i haven't met at harper yet though okay no i was just wondering because I, I know that like a lot of the guys within that agency are actually close and actually our guy amir garrett just signed with them so there's another guy, just another notch under the belt for uh, Scotty over there. But I want to let's go back in your music though for a second because do you have like new projects coming out soon or what's going on with that? Yeah, so I think in May I'll have two coming out or maybe even three. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's tough. It's tough to get them out because you want them to be so perfect. But um, yeah, I, I definitely have so many new projects I've been working on, and it, they're a thousand times better than I'll go too. So I'm really excited. And I, like I said, I'm, I don't want to be selfish here, but my birthday is May 4th. So if you want to drop a track on May 4th, I mean, I, I mean I'm not going to say no to it. That'd be a good birthday present, huh? <laughs> I mean, I'll, that'll definitely play for sure. But have guys in the minor leagues come up to you and been like, man, like that all go song is an absolute banger? Like just guys that you've never talked to before? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, not like that, but I mean, in spring training and uh, a lot of the guys on my team, they've, they've showed me that they're playing it and a lot of my friends and it's cool, man. I mean, it's, it's definitely shows you that the work's paying off uh, and all the time that I put into it, but no, I'm looking forward to, because people really know now that I produce and I've showed a lot of my teammates new stuff and they love it. So I'm really looking forward to the new stuff coming out and people, people being able to hear it. Yeah, what are you fire? What are you firing on your off days now, man? Are you golfing still? Are you are you a lot of guys allowed to golf right now? I don't know if you guys. Are yeah, I play golf. some. I play some golf. Yeah, I make some music. That's about it, dude. That's my two favorite things to do outside of baseball. So just those two. That's what's about your it. handicap? What do you fire? Like, are you a good golfer? 
I'm a scratch. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Humble brag. That's fucked. I like. I'll say this. I despise guys like you. I said this to your brother on the show. You you you'll go on the football field to be a four and a half star recruit. You'll play baseball. You'll get committed to Arizona State. Go drafted first round. Is there is and let's let's not pump your tires here. Is there one sport you're not good at? Basketball. Oh. Uh, I'm shitty at bowling. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's uh, okay. That's fine. I mean, so are you saying you're competitive on the basketball court too? You're a baller. I'm not, no, I'm not a ball. I'm definitely not a baller, but I'm not bad. I mean, I can shoot. I'm not bad. I'm not amazing, but I'm not bad. So you're not even like remotely, like you're not a video game guy. Eh? Like you just, you never play COD. You'll never play Fort. None of that shit. No, I run COD all the time with my boys. I'm just, I'm trash. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like a three kill a game, maybe four. I'm not, okay. I'm nothing more than that. You're a morale guy. You're a morale guy. Oh, Actually, uh, I'm, the, I'm the guy that's when everybody else gets 20 kills or 10 kills. I'm just like, Hey, I'm in the back. I'm let's go boys. Let's <laughs> yeah. You're overwatch. Up. You're overwatch. Yeah. This, is, this is the second last thing I wanted to bring up here with you. I mean, how are you doing right now? Like, how are you hitting right now at the alternate side? Are you buzzing? Are you finding barrels or what's going on here? Uh, I mean, we played, I think we, we've only played one game. I went over three, not a great game, but made right. a dope catch, made a dope catch. Uh, but dude, I mean, it's three at bats. I, I got a lot more coming. Okay. So uh, hopefully, hopefully by the end here, I'm breaking. So it's all good. And this is the last thing I always bring this up with people just to kind of get like an understanding on the goals. And I actually brought this up to Jonathan India. His goal was to get drafted or not get drafted. His goal was to make the show opening day and he did it. So, I mean, we're kind of, we got officially an official bump going on here. What is your goal going into this year? Like, what's the biggest goal you have? Is it stats? What is it? Uh, man, I'm more of just like a, a live in the moment kind of guy. Uh, I'd love to make the show by the end of the year. That'd be, you know, a dream come true. But more than anything, I just want to be present today and uh, really work on that, man. That's something I've really been striving to work on. It's not, it's kind of a lame goal, but um for me just i i always like to look forward and i, and I always like to, to try to play like you know the card of oh i should be here I, you know what man I, I can't really do that and i'm just looking forward to, to tomorrow we got a game tomorrow versus days i'm looking forward to that and uh I'm, yeah i'm really looking just i'm my goal for for 2021 is just stay stay in the right now and i think the rest will take care of itself I have another goal for you. I mean, I always talk about this on the show. I think you should incorporate smelling salts pre at bat. Like get yourself going a little <laughs> bit. I I I think anything I can do to get me going. So I'll <laughs> I'll I definitely do that. I did that already. So it's all good. So are you a smelling salt guy? Have you thought about I I mean, is that something that you're gonna start implementing in your regime or your pregame routine? Because I think smelling salts, I think if you get a video of Hunter Bishop before the plate ripping a smelling salt, stepping in the batter's box and hitting a four hundred and fifty foot bomb. That would break the internet. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I think that would just be electric. <laughs> no, I, I'm more of like a Zen guy, uh, which is like a, like a nicotine pouch, bad habit. But no, that's what I'll, that's like my routine before I read a battle throwing in. Okay. A nicotine pouch. I mean, I, so you're, you're not, you're not ripping Copenhagen straight. None of that stuff. You're just a nicotine no, guy. Not a, not a guy yeah. I respect that. I respect that. Cause I mean, you have guys like Jose Abreu, who I, I always say this to hammer from hell. I mean, he looks like he's just packing like full tens in his mouth, which is electric. Hey, everybody's got their thing, man. So anyways, man, I mean, this is electric stuff. I, I've been grinding to get you on here. I had to send your brother a video to get a pop in my Arizona state sweater. And for people listening to this, you want to talk about me just absolutely showing I'm a big Hunter Bishop guy. I'm wearing an Arizona state sweater right now. I'm a Michigan, right. I'm a university of Michigan guy. I love the Wolverines, but 
for Hunter Bishop, I'll be an ASU dude. Anyways, man, I'm excited to see what you do this year. Obviously, it's going to be a sick year. We're going to, we have finally we have minor league baseball back. Your first full season in the minor leagues, which is going to be electric. You're going to see some crazy shit with fans, but I'm excited for you, brother. I really appreciate you hopping on this, dude. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I, I had a lot of fun. Can you just breathe in me now?